Welcome back to another edition of the ASAP Equal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Woods. Today's episode is a little bit of a departure from the last few that we've put out. It's a discussion from two physicians from Bay Health Medical Center in Delaware about their successes in reducing avoidable imaging for low back pain. Dr. Craig Hostein is an emergency medicine physician, and Dr. Thomas Vaughn is a radiologist. The two of them have worked together for nearly 30 years, have a great partnership, and I'm going to talk about how they drastically reduced avoidable imaging for low back pain in the emergency room. Take a listen. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Craig Hostein. I'm an emergency room physician. I've been practicing for about 30 years at Bay Health Medical Center, and with me is Dr. Tom Vaughn. And this is Dr. Tom Vaughn. Craig and I both came about the same time here almost 30 years ago. We've been working together. I'm a uh, basketball fan and radiologist. Today, we want to talk to you about an initiative that we've been working on to decrease high-tech cross-sectional imaging in the emergency room, starting with effort for reducing CT scans for low back pain. Bay Health is a medical system in central Delaware. We have three emergency departments and two hospitals Uh, the biggest of which is located in the capital of Delaware, Dover. We see about 55,000 patients a year there. Our southern campus is uh, the Sussex campus. It's a brand new hospital that just opened in February. We see about 32,000 annual visits there. And in Smyrna, our northern freestanding emergency department, we see about 18,000 patients a year. So the initiative that we first undertook was to reduce the number of imaging exams for lumbar spine, both plain films and CAT scans, for the causes of atraumatic low back pain that we see in the emergency room. So our engagement strategies, uh, we wanted to obviously let the emergency room physicians and advanced practice clinicians know what we were trying to do, reducing the number of avoidable images for patients with atraumatic low back pain. So we talked about this initiative at our staff meetings and we placed posters in prominent areas in the ED department so that people would understand who the high-risk patients were and who the patients were that might require imaging. And we also started providing monthly feedback and chart reviews with the ED providers. During the course of all this, we also implemented the American College of Radiology Care Select Program, which is a program uh, used to decrease low-yield imaging into the ED physician's ordering template. We also wanted to let the patients know why they might not be receiving imaging for their low back pain. So we did provide patient education. We hung patient posters in the emergency department in prominent places in the the ED rooms. With the hope that if we educated patients, it would make it easier for some of the conversations between the patients and their physicians as far as what the best approach to their problem was and the role imaging would play in that. First, we'll just head to the end and show you some of our results. So after implementation and education, we saw a 30% reduction in ED utilization. Some of that may have been taken up. Our plain film utilization went up 15%. So nationally, there was a 2% reduction for both uh, CT utilization and x-ray utilization. The second phase, July to September of 2018, we were able to maintain our gains in the reduction of CT utilization and we're able to reduce plane films by 6%. Nationally, there was actually a 1% increase in CT utilization during that period of time. 
not quite as good as a 6% reduction in the, the plain film reduction. It was only 2% nationally. Our Milford campus, or which is now our Sussex Hospital, initially we had a 22% decrease in CT utilization and 18% decrease in X-ray utilization, whereas nationally there was a 2% reduction in each of those. And then for July to September of 2018, we continued to see improvement with a further 1% drop in CT utilization and 8% drop in extra utilization. At our Smyrna Freestanding Emergency Department, we had a big drop initially both in CT and X-ray utilization of 11 and 19%. Respectively, that was January to March and then in July to September we were able to maintain those with a slightly improved reduction, a further 4% reduction in CT utilization. So first, uh, we'd like to talk about some of the challenges and hurdles that we faced initially and during the course of the initiative. One of the issues that we had was sometimes it's difficult to talk patients out of studies that they think they want or they think they need. So we were we wanted to empower the providers to say no to imaging. And we did that both by education of the provider and hopefully by education of the patient as well. We did have some challenges as we hired new folks, especially some locums that we had at that time, maintaining the education. And we did use the department meetings to make that happen. And we did meet with some of the providers individually as well. And also with the ACR Care Select that we added to the ordering was unpopular, especially initially with many of the physicians. Adding any anything under their already crammed day makes it, of course, not a, a pleasant thing for them. So our work is to try to incorporate it so it's not an additional burden is more of a help to the uh, clinicians which we're working on. One of the posters that we used that we placed in prominent areas in patient rooms uh, showing what to expect if you did have a traumatic back pain and what the red flags were. So if the atraumatic back pain had been going on for less than six weeks, then there was a, a few things that might prompt someone to still order imaging studies, be they CAT scan or plain films or MRI. So high-risk patients would be those with unexplained weight loss, fevers, um, and any kind of neurologic issues. Um, also, those with a history of cancer. One of the things that we've seen, at least at Bay Health uh, recently, are several patients with epidurals related to uh, intravenous drug use as well. So that I would put that as a high-risk patient also. One of the program we used to, to help us uh, focus on this was from the uh, R-Scan of the ACR. It stands for Radiology Support Communication and Alignment Network. But it's uh, basically a, a really great free program for the American College of Radiology. is a tool that encourages different specialties such as emergency room radiology to collaborate to try to reduce low yield high cost imaging from emergency studies. When you can do that, there's many great advantages. Number one, it moves the patients through the emergency room quicker. They're not bogged down waiting to get the test, waiting to get the test results. It's less work for radiologists and all to keep them moving other cases quicker, less radiation exposure to the patient, and certainly uh, decreased cost. So there's many, many advantages to optimizing the utilization of imaging. And our scan is offers many, many tools for this and some information for the referring clinicians. For example, overutilization of imaging for back pain on the left there and talks about the most of the back pain cases are self-limited, do not require advanced imaging, and then when not to image for low back pain, 
Dr. Hosting went into when you should image, but if it's acute back pain without any neurologic component, usually it's safe not to image. And our scan relies on the ACR appropriateness criteria, which is extensively studied and researched a resource to find what the best test is for the problem. Our scan sort of goes hand in hand with the clinical decision support called Care Select. Uh, again, a web-based version of the ACR appropriateness criteria. It's an example of what you might see on a Care Select screen when you pull it up. First, it gives indication for the problem that you've plugged into the, to the computer. It also will query local EMRs to see if the patient may have had a similar test or a, another test to provide information at a, another institution that cooperates with the uh, Care Select. And last, it would give you some information about the process and about the test you're ordering. So we wanted to make attempts to maintain our success, obviously. So the ways that we wanted to do that, we wanted to continue to educate our new providers. We wanted to provide ongoing data for the group, and we do that at our monthly meetings all the way down to the individual provider level. They will be able to see their, their level of utilization. And we also want to continue distributing patient education resources to make sure that the, our patients are educated as to why they may not be receiving advanced imaging for a traumatic low back pain. And uh, one other thing, Dr. Hostan and I have had a tremendous relationship over many, many years, and our entire department and emergency room has always had a good relationship. And we felt, especially with the newer providers, it was very important for us to maintain a very positive focus on all of this. If someone had ordered more low-yield tests than others, it was not a negative thing or you had to get a negative grade about something. It was, what can we do to help you become more comfortable maybe not ordering those tests? Give them the information that can make them feel better about it. The emergency room doctors face tremendous stress, tremendous anxiety and pressure to to get the right things done, to get the answer. And we just really want to look at us as something that's trying to help them out and do that. In closing, in addition to this initiative, we have and started a couple of other initiatives uh, trying to reduce the number of CAT scans we do uh, use in patients with syncope and also the reduction of head CAT scans in minor head injury for adults. So although we're continuing with the back pain initiative, we're starting to add some others and we hope to add additional ones in the future. The whole project has also had very other beneficial things uh, between our apartment and the emergency room, a little more interaction, and uh, that's always a good thing to get to know know each other better. So it's been a very, very positive variant. And finally, I, Dr. Vaughn alluded to the person that helped us put together our slide deck, but I also wanted to thank the people at ASEP and also our local folks who have been a tremendous asset for us, both Gail and Barb. We couldn't have done this without them. And that's the end for today. Hopefully it's given you some ideas on how you might be able to implement some of the strategies that we've been talking about over the course of this podcast series at your own institution. I've been your host, Dr. Jason Woods. You can find the rest of our ASAP Equal series at the Academic Life in Emergency Medicine website, www.aliem.com, or at the Alium podcast feed in the Equal channel. You can find me on Twitter at jwoodsmd or via email at littlepatientsbigmedicine at gmail.com. And if you have any questions specific for the ASAP Equal team, you can email equal at asap.org.